Can we have church? Can we have church? Let's have church. John 15, 16. I want to tell you also these, these wonderful artwork that are done. They're very costly if I was to go in the, in the other world. And I'm glad that God is using you and me for His cause. It's not all behind the pulpit. I learned very quickly the least of the work is done behind the pulpit. It's down on the ground, foot on the ground. When you have foot on the ground, that's what works. The ESL program, I salute it. Keep it going. Go for it. Go for it. Never give up. Never quit. Once you start something, never quit. Determine, I'm going to succeed. And God said, doubtless you shall return rejoicing. God don't like quitters. He like sustainers. Praise God. John 15 and verse 16. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And ordained you that you should go and bring forth and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you, that you love one another. I want to preach tonight that you're not an accident. You're chosen of God. You are not an accident. You're chosen of God. Let us pray right now. Lord, the days are short. The fields are white. The burden is heavy. The talents are few. But nevertheless, we feel a compulsion that the best is yet to come. Anoint us. Appoint us. This is my city. God, I claim the territory for God like Joshua did. Every place where my eyes look and my faith reach out is yours. I'm here to occupy till you come. In the name of Jesus, I give you all the praise. In Jesus' name. You may be seated. Jesus said, you did not choose me. I have chosen you. From the time I was born to the time I got saved, I have no idea that God was interested in my life. In fact, I was no different from anybody else who questioned whether or not the reality of God was true. I know the Bible was given to us I'm told that God's word is the Bible. But to think that God would look down on six to nine million people and in one night on earth time clock zero in on an infinitesimal minus quantity of a personage and said, I'm going to make you my chosen. It boggles my mind that God, who sits so high 
could look so low and see a mindless quality called me in a church service that the city was not caring about. And that night made a difference in my life. I'm still trying to figure out why would God get involved with such a minus quality. But I read in the Bible what the Lord said to the apostles. He said, what I say to you, I also pray for them that will believe on me, Jesus said, through their word. And everything God said to them, He's saying to you and me, you saints may not like each other. And you saints may not like the fact that so-and-so is in the church because you may not like their psychological disposition. And you may not like their behavioral objective and the way they behave and the way they carry on. But really, you had no say in their presence here. You don't have a right to ask them to leave. And you don't have a right to tell them how to be because God didn't ask your permission to plant them in the church. He did it after His own will. It was His will. I've heard folks say this so to go to that church. I will not go to that church to say you're stupid and you're foolish. If that can happen to you, honey, you can't miss hell because you're never going to find a church where there won't be a skunk around. There'll always be skunk having chemical warfare. You've got to get your umbrella up, honey, and shield yourself against chemical attack and survive on the ark or end up in the storm and the stink. Hello? It's not to me if you sit on that pew. In fact, it's not to me who believe and who don't believe when I preach the sermon. It's not even up to me who got the Holy Ghost from who doesn't get the Holy Ghost? Now, I know men among us telling people, well, when I preach, so many got the Holy Ghost, and they tell me they're expert, and when they operate, God pour the Holy Ghost, bless their heart. I hope they're right, but I don't feel that confident. I'm not that bold, because I can't tell God when to pour out the Holy Ghost. And I can't tell God upon whom to give the Holy Ghost. And so he will never be able to charge me that I told somebody prematurely that they got the Holy Ghost because I just don't want to tell them that. They're going to have to have all the evidence, biblical evidence, that they have the Holy Ghost. And when they get the Holy Ghost, it will not be me that caused them to get the Holy Ghost, but it's faith in Christ that make it happen. Have the Lord said nobody chose him that he is the one doing the choosing. And the world tells us, accept Christ as your personal Savior. I said, sound pretty good, but guess what? He's not up for auction. He's not for <coughs> bargaining. Hell, he says, I do the choosing. I choose whose heart I open. Whose mind Get released. I like the way Acts 28 finished. Said God said, if their eyes are not open, and their ears not open, and their heart not open, there'll be no conversion. God has got to open their eyes. 
God opened their heart. He got up in their mind. And conversion take place. Now I know in the States, they got churches, I'm told, that tell people, this is not your church, go to the church next door, because of so-called social belief system. Well, that's not the true church. That's a man-made church. God set in the church. People. Amen. God didn't say, do you want to get saved in, in Niagara Falls? Do you want to get saved in Vancouver? Do you want to get saved in Jamaica or Canada or the United States? No! When God called, in the day that you hear His voice, you respond. Hallelujah. That's why, you know, I feel sorry for these guys who they call them sheep stealers. They steal sheep, sheep all the time. They inveigle people to, to jump churches to them. They're wrong. They're definitely wrong. It's like me trying to tell, us, tell your kids to leave your home and come stay with me. It just doesn't work. But people are going to try it anyhow. Hello? God called a person to salvation. Didn't call them to serve you and serve me. God didn't come to like you and love me. So there's no love in that church. Get off it. Hello? All I want to know is that Jesus is in that church. The rest don't matter. Well, I'm not getting fed in that church. Get off it, my friend. Is Jesus in that church? Hello? Well, they're not friend in that church. So what? Is Jesus in that church? That's all that matters. If He's not there, I don't care how friendly they are. I don't care how love you feel. You're lost. The most important thing here is that Jesus is in the house. And who cares who don't like who? And who don't, who cares who gossip against who? That don't move me. But I want to, is Jesus here? Let's worship God. Praise God. The church is called the Ecclesia. The called out one. That's what synagogue means. It means church. And the Bible says, God said, I called you out of darkness into this marvelous club. No. Into this marvelous light. This is a lighthouse. God called you. It was by divine invitation. Do you know when somebody invited to church, is God talking through that person to invite you to church? But you may not respond to it. You know, when you got saved, and when I say saved, I mean you have obeyed Acts 2.38 after faith in Jesus Christ. It's God who elect to give you the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is given to them that obeys Him. Not to those who jibber-jabber towards Him, but those who obey God. It's God who pour out the Holy Ghost, based on Him being satisfied that you ought to receive His Spirit. There are hundreds of thousands who seek and have not received the Holy Ghost. Hello? Oh, they cry, they hoot, they long, carry on, and nothing happened. Another one walk in there, bam, they got the Holy Ghost. Amen. The Bible says, and 
such as should be saved were added to the church. Now think about church. Such as should be saved. Here I am. I'm telling you, I'm saved right now. That means God make a decision one day that I should be saved. Now you may not think I should be saved or that Paul should be saved, but God says Saul will be saved. Because I see him as a chosen vessel. You see him as a vessel of destruction. I said, no, I put my seal on it. Hello? God said, I chose him. Now the church doesn't like him, but it doesn't matter whether the church like or don't like. God said, I chose him. I want him to be a vessel of my name. Hello? And church, you need to realize tonight that you need to look at each other with deep respect and look at somebody God chose. That's not just sister so-and-so or brother so-and-so. That's a chosen vessel. It's not your choice. It's God's choice. It's not your opinion that brought them here. It's God did it. God brought them here. Maybe you don't like who they are, but God said, this is who I love. Amen. That's the object of God's love. That's God's care. That's God's possession. That's God's pride and joy. Now, you might like nothing about their manners or their sweet behavior and all that stuff, but don't forget one thing. They're not your call. They're God's call. They are the elect of God. God went through all that mess and rubbish and picked them out. Now, here's Jesus Christ walking down Galilee Street, whatever it's going to Nazareth, maybe, and saw this guy here and said, Come follow me. Well, he's not knowing the guy there. There's a whole bunch of guys there. But he just chose him. And then I said, Lord, I want to follow you. He said, look, man, i got nowhere to live. <laughs> and, and they left him behind. Hello? You've got to realize the person right beside you is called of God. Not to please you. Not for your liking. They are the elect of God. Selected by God for divine purpose. Hello? I don't care what you feel about that individual. They are the chosen of God. Shocking. God, how would you choose that? That character. That personality. Nobody was more arrogant than Peter. More vindictive than John. And Jesus was close to them. That's amazing. Hello. Chosen of God. Ordained of God. Did you know God passed over a whole bunch of boys before he put his hand on David? Seven boys. He said, no, no, no. And finally, Yay, yay, yay. Pour the oil on him. His brother called him a brat. But God said, not so, friend. He's a man like me. They did not see in David what God saw. As far as they concerned, David could not be God's choice. But God says, he's chosen of God. I'm trying to tell you, saints of God, when a person is saved, they're called of God. They are the elect of God. They're chosen of God. I don't care what you think about their personality or their life or disposition or their social status. They are called of God. Now, 
loves them. He nourishes them. He cherishes them. He honors them. He beautifies them. He glorifies them. He sanctifies them. And He won't quit church because they're in the church. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. That's why you see Paul said, I became all things to all. I mean, God realized God loved all kinds of people. He loved. Hallelujah. God named people. To the point that angels are shocked. Why him? Why her? I was preaching one day. My friend Wayne Mitchell got me all tangled up in preaching conferences. And uh, I went to preach someplace. And, and man, I was a celebrity speaker. And one guy, he was so mad. He said, why him? I heard him. Why him? And then he put me in a plus hotel. And the guy says, my why do I have to stay there when he stays? And he was angry. I didn't choose my place. I didn't choose the position. I didn't choose the job. It was just given to me. God called me to do that. God elected me to perform that. God chose me to be there. You may not like it, but God said that's the will of God. Hallelujah. Israel may not like Jesus Christ, but he's the beloved son. I said he's the only begotten son. You may call him Beelzebub, but God said it's my beloved son. And you may dislike him and call him uh, Baal and all that stuff, but God said I'm pleased in him. You see, we may not please you, but we can please God. Hello. And so God named the person he saved, the body of Christ. Some of us would be found dead with some people in church. And yet God is so, so pleased to have us. Not only is he with us, he's in us. How can you be in that old wretch, God? But God take pleasure to dwell in that vessel. <laughs> Whoa, Hallelujah. When I learned that, hallelujah, I walk in church and I just know I'm loved by God. When I don't feel no love in the church, honey, who you want to love you, man or God? <laughs> I've chosen Him to be the body of Christ. Church, the most sacred part of your life is your body. And for God to make me His body... That means God think highly of me. To, to dare call me His body? The temple of God? That sacred, holy, oh, place. God said, that's my temple in whom I'm well pleased to dwell in them as the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I may have more pimples than a rhino have bumps in his face. And yet God take pleasure inside of this vessel. Hello. My grammar may be off the English scale. And yet God take pleasure in speaking in tongues through us. Come on somebody. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. God take pleasure in that 
person and call them the building of God. The pillar of the faith. You might say, why, Brother Neil, use that person. But God said to him, they are a pillar. Hello? Hallelujah. Children of God, I chose you. The next time you think of anybody in the church, remember this. They're God called. They are the elect of God. They're chosen by God. And God sought pleasure to make them His body. And God said, this is my temple in whom I dwell in. I'm even jealous about them. If they mess up this temple, I get jealous over them. You only get jealous over something you love and care for and are willing to share. And God said, I have chosen you. God, of all the choices, could you go somewhere better? And God said, these are the members of Christ. The Lord, not that He struggled for words or for adjective or verb to describe relationship, but God said, I have set in the church. Now, oftentimes I hear people come by this building and say, I'm looking for a church. They look at me and they dismiss the fact that this is not the church. They look at you and say, you can't be the congregation. They hear the preaching and say, this is not palatable. And they're, they're, they're convinced that this is not the place for them. And they turn right around and walk right out. Never come back. Do you expect me to have a nervous breakdown? No. I just realized, here's one that God didn't choose. Here's one that God did not elect. Here's the one that God, amen, did not ordain to be His. Hello? God sat in the church. Praise God. Apostle Paul. God sat you in the church. You know what sat mean? A signature, like a ring. They put diamond in there. Hello? And they set it in there very carefully. That means you are tooled, you are shaped, you are called, and you know, it's all timed. It's all timed. God knows when to save whom, when. When the church have a need, God have a perfect save to fulfill that need. When the church have something that needs to be done, there are people in the world with all kind of skills. God's going to go out there and pick one for that purpose. When God wanted to reach the Gentiles, He knew He can't go to Peter, so He went to a man called Saul and chose him contrary to the church's desire. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It reminded me that Jacob was going to die and call for his sons. And then he called for a young man called Joseph. His pride and joy. Bring your son, Joseph. And they grew up not knowing granddaddy. And he said, bring me your He's going blind. He can't see too well. But the spirit is not blind. God does not put you in position by mistake. God doesn't ask you to work for him by accident. God always divinely desire it to be that way. And you've got to understand that God set me in place. Hallelujah. God positioned me for a reason. 
because he got a divine foreordained plan that was predestined before the world began. And just that my name wasn't on it, but my job description was there. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I don't know whose place I took. I don't know who didn't step to the table and get the job done. But somehow I know I'm in. And I'm staying in. Doesn't matter who says what, I'm staying in. Praise God. And Jacob brought those boys before him, and they set them in order of social expectations. God don't choose you based on society expectation. Amen. God did by divine revelation and foreordination. And so they put the boys right there, and, and Joseph positioned them for election. And Jacob did the opposite. Jacob, though blind, did this. Crossed his hand. And it says, Ephraim shall be the leader of the nation of Israel, and not Manasseh. And Joseph got angry. Church, do you know you got church split over people who think others are in position that should not be there? Do you know a district falls apart? Even overthrow churches? Over those silly things? Can nobody believe in the sovereign act of God? Nobody believe that God can divinely desire to have what they want. Hello? And they chose to replace Judas, amen, with Matthias, and God just looked and laughed at the lot they cast. And reached down to a man that they rejected called Saul of Tarsus, and stick him in the sand. And shut up and put up, and go get him. That's my man. Not him, God. He's a murderer. Stick to Matthias. No, 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 no. Go get him. He's my man. The sovereign act of God. Well, I'm not being used. Well, you're a tool not ready for. Hello? And sometimes parents in churches get worked up because their sons and daughters is not on the pedestal they think they should be on. And don't realize that it's God who positioned little Samuel in the temple. It's God who put Josiah where he was. Hello? It's God who hid the king from the sword of Athaliah. Hello? It's God who said, you may kill baby, but you won't kill this one called Moses. Because that's mine. I want to tell you, friend, a lot of babies got killed. But God said, you ain't going to kill this one. This one is mine. And God raised him up right in the nose of Pharaoh, the one who wanted to kill him, and couldn't touch him. Because God set him in the heart of Pharaoh's daughter. And God knew how much Pharaoh loved his daughter, and he wouldn't dare upset his daughter. And God protected him with the love of a daughter called. Hallelujah. Hello, somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jacobet just couldn't do it. But she could. A lady could. Hallelujah. God knows how to get things done. You may think God don't know, but God chose to put the tabernacle praise church right here. God chose that things be the way they are, the way they are. Oh, you may not think so, honey, 
But He's the one maintaining it. He's the one preserving it. He's the one protecting it. He's the one financing it. He's the one making it grow and glow. He's the one that sent people away and bring them back and do all kind of stuff with them. <coughs> but it never will fall. Let's praise God. <coughs> oh, bless the Lord. Hallelujah. And so, Manasseh reigned. Hallelujah. And David reigned. And Saul Praise God, came to be the greatest apostles ever lived. He was a guy the church didn't even want. Didn't even want him. But God says he chose it. He's a chosen vessel. Could it be you're rubbing shoulder with chosen people? Could it be you're talking about people that God hand-selected with divine purpose? Because they are where they are because it pleases God who separate that individual from their mother's womb to bring revelation and bring dedication and commitment in their life that they may progress, reveal Christ to a lost world. You never know. But God chooses us with divine purpose. Nobody should leave this world without discovering their purpose for being in the body of Christ. My great thumb gives me a grip on things. My great toe gives me balance. Amen. And surely God set you as a member in the body for a divine purpose. I don't know what it is. And you got to find what it is. And if you desire to know, you'll discover what my place is in the body. And I want to stay and function in the body. Because God has chosen me. Peter, in Acts 15, turn there. You find out they're discussing a little problems. And all the disciples chatting and talking away. And when they talked for a long time, Peter stood up and said, This guy, just a minute. God make a choice among us. So you better listen to me. God make a choice among us. That I should be the one that turned the key. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Come on, church. God does make a choice that not everybody make merry, but a few people understand the oneness of God. God make a choice that not everybody but some people understand the relevance of baptism in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. God make a choice that some people, no matter what the church goes through, they will stand firm and tall as spirit in hard times, good times and bad times. God make a choice that some should be saved because God add to the church only those who should be saved. Some is attached to the church, but God add to the church praise God I wish God could tell you God wants to save the whole city that would be a lie it would be a lie if I tell you God wants to save the whole world it's a lie he died for the whole world but don't plan to save the whole world <laughs> hello praise God I still believe the will may be saved but there's a purpose as it please Him. We are a chosen generation. God in this city, if He wants to, can come in this church and elevate some of you in the, in, in the, in the level of 
of prominence in governments and authority and the rest of you may not like it but God can do it and all you got to do is shut up and push up and put up with what God is doing because he has divine purpose for where he situated us God said you are a chosen generation a royal priesthood that you should suffer the praise of his glory when I was in Israel and I saw natural Jews and natural Israelites in there, I didn't feel one bit inferior. I felt I have what they don't have. A revelation of who Jesus is. I know who the Messiah is. They don't know him. But I knew him and I spoke of him. And they could understand that. And I said, I'm not inferior. Though you may not know me and though Abraham don't recognize me, God set the Gentiles in the church to be equal participants of the blessing of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God set the blessing. This morning I mentioned to some folks, I don't understand why some countries suffer more than others. And I won't fly in the face of God, but I'll say one thing. Hebrews chapter 11 have two parts to it. Some saints in the palace and some saints in the pits. Some saints living in glory and some living with a bad story. Hello? Some saints up there aiming and enjoy the blessing of God and some are being persecuted. But I want to tell you they're both blessed of God. Let's worship the Lord. Praise God. Before we close, God said, We are the apple of His eye. He's trying to tell me how important I am to Him. He said, You are my jewels. I will spur you as a father, spirit of son. He's trying to teach me my position in His heart. He said, I put you in a place and a positional role where your seat is of honor. God set me in honor even though I may be homeless, jobless, penniless. God still said, I'm in a place of honor. Amen. I'm in a place of privilege with God. I'm in a position of prestige with God. I can claim the promises of God because He chose me before the foundation of the world. Most Christians don't enjoy God like others do because they don't know their place and their position and their seating in his presence. The Bible said when Saul was anointed king, immediately his position changed. He was no longer looking for a, for a dumbass. He was now the king over a nation. Hallelujah. And they said, come and sit in this high place. Sit among prophets who prophesied. And we kept for you a special meat, a special portion. And we will not eat until you come and sit beside us. Oh, he was in an exalted place of honor because God put him in privilege. God give us prestige. God make promises fulfilled. I don't envy any other saint because my promise and there may be different. But I know one thing. God loved me just like he loves them. God didn't like Daniel more than he loved Jeremiah. Jeremiah's in the pits. In the pit church in prison. And Daniel's in the palace. They both loved of God. 
Ezekiel by the riverside, Chebar. Equal love by God. I don't care how great your trials are. And you may look at me and say, why don't you have trials? That don't mean God don't love you. That don't mean God don't see you. God have a way. Some suffer with Him, and we all reign with Him. Let's worship Him. I'm privileged, and you are, as Abraham, to be his friend. You are the friend of God. Like David, you are the monarchical king with God. You can reign with him. Come on, somebody. You are called to be, listen now, a holy people unto the Lord. Only God can define as being holy. God said you are chosen peculiar people. God said you are distinct from everybody on the job you're on. When you go on that bus, you're distinct. On that cruise, we were different. On the airplane, we make a difference. I felt my God. I felt Jesus Christ on every place I've been. Amen. Our take is always there. Right with us. I mean, all the way. Amen. He follows us 24-7. He's looking at us. He knows our frame, our shape, our needs, our call. He said, I'll answer thee. Why? Because we're children of God. God chose to be with me always. God chose that nothing shall separate us from Him. That's worse than God. Tonight, every chosen person are elected. God chose you to bear His name. That's a high prestige. To bear the name Rolls Royce, Alexis, on a car, it has to represent perfection. And to have his name on you, God said, you are a masterpiece. I'll put my name on you. God says, you're going to sit with me in my throne. That means he is not ashamed of us. He said, you're going to reign with him. That means he is not antagonized by us. He's going to share his authority, his power, his dominion with his church. He said, you can't be greater, but you can be equal to me. Hallelujah! As I am, so can you be! When we shall see him, we shall see him like his church. This ought to excite you. Hey, make Murray don't have a thing against us. We are ahead of it. Hallelujah. We are secured in our inheritance. God chose this church. It's not by might, nor by power, nor by numbers. But by the name of Jesus. God has chosen you and me for special revelation as to who Jesus is. He chose you for special inspiration to know the plan of salvation. He chose you for divine illumination to know that this world is not your own. God has chosen you before the foundation of the world and placed us in a predestined church with a predestined destiny. Let's stand. We are the elect by God. Thomas, Thomas, you got boys you play with. You and those boys don't know that you got two differences of life. Hallelujah. God said the kids 
are sanctified by the saved parent. You hear that? Read the reverse. Unsaved parents have unsanctified kids that are looked upon as unclean. And yet, children will say, why can't I be like my neighbor's kid? And all they're asking for is for mom and dad to curse them. Hello. Our Pentecostal churches are trying to be like other churches so bad till we put on ourselves damnation, curses. God have adopted us in Christ Jesus. He chosen us out of the world. He called Israel out of Egypt, but He called you and me out of the world to secure an inheritance. Listen to me, church. God has elected you and me to eternal salvation. It's not if, maybe, I am saved as long as I stay in the body of Christ. He has brought me into eternal design for my soul. Eternal purpose, eternal will, and the eternal providence. God said, boy, you know how blessed you are. Many prophets desire to hear what you heard, have not heard it. And to see angels want to look into what we got, the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So I so, said, well, I'm, I'm going to backslide. Well, you are sliding all right. You're going backward. I mean, reversing all the you got. Well, honey, I'm elected to be a son. And I will not unsun myself. Hello? I'm predestined to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. I will not mar that image. I like what one guy said. I can't mar my inheritance. I can't. I'm too close now. Once you hit 40, honey, you're on your way out. Once you hit 60, you're just about out. Once you hit 80, my, you're in borrowed time. And beyond that, I'm not sure what you're up to. Hello? Hello? But church, we are foreordained to fellowship Him. Absent from the body, I won't be absent from the Lord. I'm going to be present with Jesus Christ. I was thinking this week about many shall seek to enter in and shall not be able to. Let me explain what this means. I don't doubt that every religion has some truth. Every religion on earth has some truth. But God says some truth is not good enough. Because if that beast has a cloven hoof, but doesn't chew its cud, it's still not good enough. And if it chew its cud, but don't have cloven hoof, it's still not good enough. You've got to have the whole thing, my friend. Otherwise, you're still unclean. Religion is not salvation. Praise God. Now, listen to this stuff before you're done tonight. We're chosen to adoption. Amen. We're in Him by mercy. None of you earned this. You didn't earn this. God brought you in by mercy. I mean, God didn't deal with you as you deserve. You're in and kept by the grace of God. The unmerited favor. Look beyond our faults. And keep us in the tree of life. Hello. 
Nobody can brag on God. So look, look what I did to deserve you. No, 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 church. It's the gift of grace. Praise God. In spite of our situation, God sent us in the body for divine purpose. Amen. Some for music, some for preaching, some for praying, some for evangelizing, some for cleaning the church, some for shoveling snow. Whatever God call you for, fulfill that purpose. And I can't compare my skill with yours. Because God gives grace that is sufficient for the needs. Let's praise God right now. Lift those hands. I don't mind telling him. There's one guy I know not say, but he can sing songs that we don't meant in my heart. I said, God, why can't I sing like him? But I'd rather have the truth because he doesn't have the truth. Amen. I'm chosen to divine royalty. I'm chosen for a purchased possession. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, friend, I got preachers' friends. They've got it made in the terms of the social order. But I don't want to be like them. I want to be like Jesus. I want to find my place. I was placed in the body for a reason. And some folks just don't like it. Hello? Will you lift your hand and worship God? I'm going to sing a song right now. Jesus.